If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On this episode of Newt's World, I have been looking very closely at the issue of unemployment fraud during the pandemic, both in Washington state, where it's about a $600 million problem involving apparently largely Nigerian cyber criminals who have filed 122,000 applications using stolen identities. And they've gotten about 600 million, which I thought was a big number until I turned to our largest state, California. And it turned out that the CARES Act, which President Trump signed into law on March 27th of 2020, provided a lot of extra federal funding to states to help people who are unemployed during the lockdowns. By May 14th, the U.S. Secret Service issued an alert entitled, quote, Massive Fraud Against State Unemployment Insurance Programs. By January 2021, The California State Auditor had identified that at least $11.4 billion had been taken from the California Unemployment Insurance Program, but the estimates now are even higher. In fact, many experts estimate the fraud could be as high as $31 billion, an unbelievable amount of taxpayer money that was stolen and, more importantly, did not get to the people who needed it most. The citizens of California were unemployed due to the pandemic. So I really wanted to have a better sense of how fraud on this scale could have happened. And I'm really pleased to introduce my guest. McGregor Scott 
currently serves as the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of California. McGregor, thank you for joining me. Can we start at the beginning of all this? How did a fraud of this magnitude take place in California? Well, it's my pleasure to join you. Thank you. Now, I should point out that in California, we refer to this as EDD, because that's the state agency which handles unemployment insurance. By shorthand, I will refer to this as EDD fraud, at least with respect to the state of California. The next point I would make is that it's not as though EDD fraud just happened as a result of the pandemic. This office has been prosecuting EDD fraud for the last several years, so it's nothing new. The second point is that the California system has simply not kept up. And a great analogy is that the state unemployment system in California, you can analogize it to an antiquated bridge that had not kept up with population, technology, all these things. And over the course of years, the engineers would report that the bridge is no longer sufficient, but senior leadership in the state chose to ignore that and did not take simple measures to update the system to prevent fraud of this scale. One example would be that unlike 35 other states in the United States, California, prior to the present time, did not cross-reference unemployment insurance applications against the prisoner database. So that was an open door going into this. There was a system that was put into place a few years ago, funded by the federal government, that accelerated the ability of the state to check the legitimacy of applications. The system itself was paid by the feds, but after a short period of time, the state decided they didn't have enough money to maintain the operational expenses on an ongoing basis, so they shut it down. So this is just a couple of examples of the kinds of things that the state of California has manifestly failed to do. And crooks are crooks. They're smart. They're sophisticated. They see a soft underbelly and they go. And it did not take very long in the spring this year for the word to get out. And perhaps the way that manifested it most directly was in the state prison system where we have example after example of inmates who figured this out and applying for unemployment insurance and getting it. So that's at one level. The next level is obviously the, the international crime rings, the Nigerian fraud schemes that you mentioned earlier. This is like robbing Fort Knox and there's no guards and they manifestly took advantage of it. And the other thing was, I think there was a state of mind at the state, despite the warnings that came, you, you referenced the one from the Secret Service, there were also multiple warnings put out by the Federal Department of Labor about the fraud that was going and the danger of fraud, but yet the state adopted this position that we're just simply going to push the money out and we'll worry about it later. So it was a confluence of events which led us to this. There is incompetence at an almost biblical scale in terms of the historical operations of EDD here in California. And then we had this confluence of the global pandemic and this federal money coming out. And the final point I would make, and I think it's an important important one to make, and you can appreciate this in the positions you've held in your life, people need to understand that this money, the federal government provides the money to the states, but it's the responsibility of the states to accept applications, process for approval, and actually provide the money. 
this is the feds fund it, the states operate it. And we need to keep sight on that as we look at this manifest fraud that's taking place in California. When you look at all this, how does word spread? You know, somebody figures out, aha, I can break through. But then the word must have spread unbelievably fast. Well, it did, specifically in the prison system where you've got, you know, a highly dense, highly concentrated population of people who are in prison for a reason, <laughs> starting with that premise, and they figure it out and word spreads. And by way of example, one case that we have indicted out of this office from the principal women's prison here in the state of California, in the Central Valley, two women who were serving time together, one of them was paroled, so she's out on the outside. And the one who's still in custody is acquiring names, social security numbers, and dates of birth of other inmates. And then she passes those to the woman who's on the outside by email and phone calls. And the woman on the outside submits all the applications, gets the money, and off they run. So that's just one example of how this manifested itself in the state prison system. Is it legal in California for prisoners in prison to get unemployment compensation? Absolutely not, sir. No way, shape, or form. That's a knowable group. Why didn't the employment office simply match up the computer files and identify the prisoners? Because unlike 35 other states in the country, California did not do that. There was a stated policy position that the state prison system could not share social security numbers with EDD for reasons which are not readily apparent, but that was the policy that was adopted. That policy has, upon the advice of the state attorney general, has since been rescinded. And now here in recent weeks and months, the state prison system is now, in fact, sharing Social Security numbers with EDD to prevent exactly what we're talking about right now. But the door was wide open because of a self-imposed restriction put in place by the state for reasons which are not obvious. So somebody also said that there was one case where some 1,700 checks went to the same address. That is correct, yes. Well, and there was no internal control that said, you know, I mean, maybe the first three or four or five, but it's at 1,700 you would have thought somebody would have noticed. One would hope, and the lack of any sort of quality control going into this is mind-boggling. And I will give you another example. We are prosecuting a case involving the originators were Nigerian fraudsters. They submitted an application to the state of California for unemployment insurance in the name of Diane Feinstein. Perhaps you've heard that name. <laughs> this was hers, That application was one of over 100 that were sent to the residence of a woman here in a suburb of Sacramento, and the state approved that payment. So unemployment insurance was issued by the state of California in the name of Diane Feinstein. So it was all automatic or was there actually a human being in the loop? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not privy to the inside baseball on how that all works. Common sense tells me it's got to be automated. I would certainly hope that there is a human being saying, oh, Diane Feinstein, check. But I don't know the answer to that. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In Washington State, the Nigerians seem to be the primary actors. And apparently there's an entire cyber crime network in Nigeria that makes an amazing amount of money out of ripping off the rest of the world. To what extent were Nigerians playing in California? They were definitely a significant part of it, but they were only one piece of it because we've got all the different blocks. We've got the prisons and the jails. We've got the international crime rings, and it's not just the Nigerians. There are Eastern European ones, Russian ones as well. And then there's a third bucket that I refer to as the grifters. And these are people who have, you know, longstanding criminal records for all the various forms of fraud that you could think of who figured this one out as well. So those are the three broad buckets that I would put it into. If something like $31 billion has been paid out illegally, how practical is it to try to get that money back? It's a great question. And that is something that we are struggling with in all candor. 
because in large measure, the money's gone. I can tell you by way of example, earlier in January, we served search warrants at a residence here in Sacramento at a location where hundreds of thousands of dollars in unemployment insurance debit cards were sent. And in that search warrant, we recovered $7,000 in a laundry basket. So of all that hundreds of thousands, we were able to recover seven. So it's not going to be much, I'm afraid, at the end of the day. That's what strikes me is that the amount, any one activity is so small and it's so hard to track down all the data to put together the witnesses. You know, I mean, our criminal justice system, which is designed to protect the innocent, also sometimes lets an awful lot of crooks get out. Is there any sense of overhauling the EDD in a pretty dramatic way? Well, I think that's probably a question best directed to the governor's office, but I think they have undertaken, obviously, a number of changes because of the outrage within the state over how could this happen and the sheer incompetence. I think they have undertaken a number of changes. Whether those are the magic bullet, I don't know. I know that one of the changes they have made is a system called IDME, which helps to cut down on the number of fraudulent applications. But we're already getting reports that the fraudsters are figuring out how to go around IDME and continue to submit applications to get the money. It's not like a battle, you know, the other side does something, we react. So do you have any idea what a typical payment would have been? The general numbers that we seem to see on an individual payout are in the twenty dollars to $30,000 range because it would be multiple months and they paid retroactively from the time of submission and approval. I mean, that's actually worth stealing. Oh, yeah, for sure. This isn't chump change. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you have no intentions of paying taxes on that money and it's cash and you can do whatever you want with it. And somebody said that one of the differences, because in Washington state, the money literally was leaving the country. But in California, a very high percentage of it is going to criminals who are using it to buy illegal guns, to buy drugs and to participate in human trafficking. I mean, do you get that sense when you're interviewing people and looking at how these cases are evolving, that it really does involve a level of criminality that in effect, the taxpayers are subsidizing the criminals? No question about it. We have had a number of wiretaps on narcotics investigations where we're picking up descriptions of exactly what you just described, that the EDD money is being used to facilitate the purchase of firearms and the transport and sale of narcotics and human trafficking. It's absolutely a piece of this. So literally, if you look at the dramatic rise in crime rates and in murders and what have you, I mean, you have a system which is almost just spinning out of control. It is a perfect storm in California right now. We have undertaken a massive social experiment in revisions to our penal system over the last several years. There are a whole lot more people out on the street right now who should be in prison or a county jail than, than are. So that's a piece of it. We have COVID, which has resulted in mass numbers of people being released from the state prisons and the county jails. For a long time, there were, there were zero bail provisions in place across the state at the county jail level. And then we have people with way too much time on their hands and nothing to do. And now we have a means of funding criminal operations through this EDD money. And all of that has culminated in a dramatic, historic increase in the violent crime rate in the state of California 
across the state, not isolated to LA, not isolated to the Bay, across the state in terms of homicides and shootings, there are consequences to policies. And those consequences are right now playing out in the streets of California. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Apparently, EDD identified 26,000 addresses that it said were linked to suspicious claims, but it only stopped payment to claims associated with like 10,000 of them. So 
the other 15,000 are suspicious, but they get the money anyway? I don't have the particulars around what EDD did with respect to that. What I can tell you is that the financial institution, which actually operates this for EDD, is the Bank of America. When people are approved for unemployment insurance, they essentially get a debit card that is usable at a Bank of America where they can go get cash. So Bank of America is right in the middle of all of this. And one of the things that happened, this is a few months ago now, the Bank of America on its own sort of figured out something's going on here. And they put together what we call a suspicious activity report, which is a requirement under federal law for banks to report suspicious banking activities. They called it a super suspicious activity report. And what they looked at in terms of what they turned over to the FBI, which we coordinated through this office, only instances where five or more applications came from a single residence outside the state of California. So let me say that again. Only five applications from a residence outside the state of California. So anything inside the state, anything involving four or fewer outside the state. And that bucket alone was $5 billion. Why doesn't the Bank of America have any responsibility? They do. And at the end of the day, there will be some real issues with this. One of the problems that was identified was that EDD would get an application with a specific residence, approve it, and then whoever had submitted the application that was approved could then go to the Bank of America and change the address to which the debit card would be sent. So again, another failing of the system that was set up to handle all of it. There's just a lot of pieces to this. The Bank of America, they've got their own issues out of this whole thing, and there will have to be some accountability on that end as well. Part of what makes it so relevant is that both in Washington State with Susie Levine and in California with Julie Sue, the person who is in charge of 600 million and 31 billion in fraud, both have been nominated by Biden to major jobs in the Labor Department. How can that make any sense? It makes no sense. And it's promotion for incompetence. And we've had enough of that. We've had enough of that here in California. And we've had enough of it at the federal government. Miss Sue, she in large measure owns this thing. There were policy directions given directly from her that in large measure allowed a lot of this to happen. And it is simply incomprehensible to me that she could now be essentially handed a great big promotion. So I don't get it. I don't either. And I'm trying to get the appropriate members of the Senate to take a serious look at both of these people. This is corruption on such a grand scale, as I think you said earlier. California may be the largest theft of taxpayer money in history by a big margin. And yet the person who was standing there handing out the money to the crooks is now getting a promotion to go to Washington. It defies common sense. It may explain a lot of the energy and drive behind the recall petition that people, after all, just get tired of this many bizarre things. Now, I understand that you have a bridge analogy for all of this. Yes, sir. The analogy I would use is that the EDD system in California is analogous to an antiquated bridge that is no longer sufficient to handle the volume of traffic or the size of the vehicles crossing over, but it limps along. 
And over the years, the structural engineers have looked at it and reported to the appropriate authorities that the bridge needs to be updated or at least perhaps even replaced. But the people in charge have chosen to ignore those recommendations. So then when all of a sudden there is a surge in traffic, the bridge fails because it has not been updated. It has not been maintained. It has not been replaced. And that really is exactly what happened here in California. The problems with the EDD system have been called out systematically over the years through audits, through prosecutions, through any number of ways. And the state has simply chosen not to keep the bridge up to date. And so what that resulted in at the end of the day was, you know, the front door to the vault at Fort Knox was wide open and criminals walked right in and walked right out with the taxpayers' money. I understand you're ending your term at the end of this month. What do you challenge your successor to do? Here's an analogy I would use. I held this same position in the Bush 43 administration. And in probably the last two years of my time there, it was all mortgage fraud all the time. It was just a manifest thing that we were dealing with. And my successor in the Obama administration continued the great work that was being done in prosecuting those who stole money at that time. You know, this EDD fraud prosecution work is going to last long after I leave as U.S. attorney. And I am hopeful and confident that my successor in this chair will continue the great work. We've got a well-oiled machine that is hitting on all cylinders right now. And it is going to just continue to march forward in trying to bring accountability to these people who just simply stole from the taxpayers. Remarkable. It's an amazing story. I really want to thank you for your public service and your willingness to tackle projects on this scale. As a historian, I'm pretty sure this will be the largest theft of public funds in American history. And if it wasn't for people like you, we still would not know about it. Well, I appreciate that very much. And the credit really goes to the agents and the officers and the folks that are working these cases and these investigations and my prosecutors. We're going to do everything we can and have been and we'll continue to do so. Thank you to my guest, McGregor Scott. You can read more about the $31 billion California EDD fraud on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers. Our producer is Garnsey Slow. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penwood. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.